You're listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author Sarah Box, where you get the inside scoop on the steps action takers and decision makers take to align their purpose to their principles and achieve their goals in business and life. We focus on the mantra, no labels, no limits, no excuses. And now, without further ado, please welcome your commanding coach with plenty of chutzpah and heart, Sarah Box. Hi there, everybody. This is Sarah. Welcome back to the No Labels, No Limits podcast, a podcast all about shedding our limiting labels and beliefs so that we can all shine our lights brightly into the world and actually have a great life and lift those others around us up along the way. This week, we are joined by Holly and Gina. Now, Holly and Gina are hosts of the LOA Uncorked podcast. And they have been inseparable best friends forever since they found each other in 2004. They work together in corporate America. That's not where they are right now. They've had changes over the last 18 years. Is my math right? 18 years. Okay. But out of their thirst to create magic within a community and their love for the limelight, that podcast was born in 2018. And Holly and Gina are all about making conscious creation a lifestyle and about learning and sharing how we can all experience and express ourselves fully in our authenticity and personal power. So those listeners to this podcast know we're all about that. And that's one of the reasons I'm super excited to talk with these gals today. They love to experiment with every inspiring philosophy, viewpoint, or technique, um, or life hack, as they like to say. And at the same time, they are fully in their element, sharing their own wisdom and creation adventures with the world. They're both students and teachers in their podcast episodes, absolutely passionate about empowering their listeners to learn fully their own lives, to live fully their own lives along with them. So you might be surprised to learn they are both C-suite corporate executives, both have been C-suite corporate executives, Um, but let's throw in astrologer and life coach. So interesting little mix there, ladies. So now with that, I'd like to welcome you both formally to the podcast. Hi, Holly. Hi, Gina. Hi, Sarah. We're so happy to be with you and your audience today on No Labels, No Limits. Love the title. Yes. Love everything you're doing. So we're just thrilled to be here. Well, that makes a threesome of us. I was telling Holly and Gina before we started, I was on my walk thinking about them and I'd read about them and done some research and I just got getting more and more excited because they're out of the box, which of course we love, um, and they have such great wisdom. But I want to start asking um, off a question and that is to each of you, what is your definition of success today? It may have been different before, but how do you define success today? Mm. Well, for me, it's living in my joy is success. And so that doesn't mean that there aren't ripples, um, but I feel like standing and living in your joy and having fun when you're doing it is the ultimate success. And yes, it has changed over the years. Yes. So go ahead, Gina. So I would say um, for me, it's authenticity. And I think, you know, one of the things that I always, you know, I kind of grew up with what society said success looked like, right? So it was a good job and good money and, you know, happy family and, you know, the picket fence and all the things that was, you know, I think what I had in mind uh, for success. And I, I really feel like as I have grown and watched others around me and, and had some great examples like Holly in my life, 
you know, really success is knowing deeply who you are and standing in who you are and showing up as who you are in every situation. And for some of us, that's harder to do. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, I've, I've learned very, very quickly in the last three years during our podcast is, you know, those people who are authentically who they are and just present and bring all of their skills and, and abilities and talents and perspective to bear are, are pure magic to be around. And I think if we're not doing that, and if I'm not doing that, I am I'm not only cheating myself, but I'm cheating everyone around mm -hmm. me. Agreed. Totally yeah. agree. So when you say it's harder for some folks than others, Gina, to live in their authenticity, has there been a pattern or something the two of you have observed about the difference either in personality or background that makes it harder for people to, to be who they truly are at their core? Uh, well, I mean, I have some thoughts, but go ahead, Holly. Well, I, I, I think it's two things yeah. for me is one is I think we don't spend enough time getting to know who we are. And I like, we really like that um, we look at tools and we, we spend time thinking about who we are, time connecting with ourselves. So I like that you do the Enneagram, mm -hmm. Sarah, and I think that's a beautiful tool. We use astrology, you mentioned that, to really know and have compassion for yourself um, and really understanding that so that you can step into who you are and get rid of all the noise is, is important. Mm -hmm. And then I forgot the other thing, Gina. <laughs> I'll go, I'll, you, <laughs> listen, she will come back to it. Trust me. She'll remember. Um, but I'll, 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 for me, it's always been um, uh, a fear-based trend around, you know, uh, wanting to be liked, wanting to do well, wanting to, to, you know, some of those more, you know, traditional societal success mm -hmm. factors, right. Versus just, um, putting that aside is, and really, really making sure that you love yourself and you are good with yourself and then the rest will take care of itself. Right. And so that's, that's what I would say with regard to, uh, you know, a trait that I have seen for myself and in others too, where that, um, authenticity is a little harder to prioritize and, and get in touch with. And thank you, Gina. Yeah. So that's what I was going to, I was going to say about right? myself mm -hmm. is that I prided myself not on that, that, yeah. that part of it, but I prided myself on being a chameleon. And so, and I didn't do it to please people. I did it to be six quote unquote successful. Yeah, you did. Yeah. And so I'm like, what does Sarah need today? I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to give it to her 5,000 times over and I'm going to be successful, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I prided myself in that. That means I'm going to contour it and I'm going to be Gumby. Okay. But I can do it. And I'm so proud of myself. There was this, this pride of like, this is my yep. superpower. And I'm not saying that that isn't a superpower. Like often times even the pleasing so the beautiful thing about that is that 
you know, you're intuitive, you know what people need, you know, like there's a beauty. You care what people think. You care. Uh, yeah, yeah. And there's a beauty to how that drives you. And then you can take it the farther, just like mm-hmm. chameleon is there's a beauty to being able to meet what is needed, but to not contort yourself into something that's not authentic or real to you probably is going too far. So there's always that polarization. Sure. Well, and and don't you think it's a motivation driven thing? So like Gina, you said about wanting the fear to not feel frightened in whatever realm or to feel like you've contributed and that you're important, you know, Holly, to your point of like being able like, okay, I can do this. And I mean, our motivations, to your point, if you're aware, it's easier to identify them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're right. You can go too much and then you're not living out of who you are, but to get something. Right. Does yeah. that make and sense? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. And you talked a lot about, you know, in the beginning uh, about our our um, our relationship, our friendship and how long that is and how, you know, it's truly a gift. Anytime any of us have a long standing friendship, um, uh, those are not easy to come by. And, and this has this relationship, this friendship has felt I feel like I've known Holly forever. I feel like she's part of family. I feel like I've known her forever. And I did from very, very beginning. So let's, let's start. That was one of the questions I wanted to ask you way back in 2004, when you met in corporate America, what initially drew you to one another? Like, was it, you walked in a room and went, that's my sister. Or was there something else that happened and you went, oh. No, it's, uh, wow. go Gina. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so listen, so she, I, I would rather tell this story than Holly because she's <laughs> going to complain about me and I really don't appreciate it. I will. It. So um, I'm the head of HR uh, and she was the head of finance, their CFO. And, and so we naturally, in our work, worked together quite often. But I actually hired Holly. I was the recruiter at the time and I was working with our, at the time, CFO to hire Holly and and I had the phone interview with her. This is the first of six interviews. This is part of the complaining that Holly does. Six <laughs> interviews that we did. The first was a phone interview with just me. Um, and that conversation, I felt like I, I was, she was the most unusual finance person I've ever, and I had recruited for years and years and years, most unusual finance person I've ever talked to. She just, the, this effervescence, this personality, this connect, human connectedness, um, I, I mean, we might've talked about numbers. I'm not sure actually, mm-hmm. but probably not. I mean, but just someone I could absolutely see myself chatting with any day of the week. Like it was just this instant on that, on that phone call. And then we walked through this arduous, terrible process that Holly, I was complaining <laughs> about how long it was before we finally offered a job to her. And then we didn't work together for all that often for mm-hmm. the first year or two. We were kind of in different roles. And then as people changed within um, the HR team and, and within finance, we stepped into leadership roles together. And I remember specifically, there was one meeting we were having about the performance of the organization. And we were in there with the rest of the business and we're, we're an engineering firm. So uh, the rest of the technical staff, and um, we were talking about how we're going to you know, improve business performance. And we were getting some feedback from a consultant and there was a moment where, you know, because obviously some of it's the billable time and a lot of it's just expenses and overhead, which is our side of the house. And we just sort of locked eyes and I could tell we're both wickedly competitive. We want to do really well. We want to be successful. And we're like, 
now we have the the we were in charge and enough to really make some monumental changes on the on the corporate side of the house together and in real partnership along the way that was that was the first of you know a good 12 years of real tight partnership I think it's trust too. I mean, I yeah. think that we were developing trust over time yeah. that helped us. And then we could sort of use our, um, what I'm going to call law of attraction practices. That's how that whole thing started because we would launch big projects together. We'd go in the boardroom together mm -hmm. and, um, you know, engineering is really, you know, really probably the opposite side of the brain. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we never said what we were doing, but we worked together so that trust was built and then we worked together, but we definitely had an instant uh, yeah. attraction when we mm -hmm. chatted because we're both like, ah, you yeah. know, and, stylistically yeah. very similar. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it took time to establish that trust. Mm -hmm. So you talk about like um, creating meaningful experiences. So you go in the boardroom and you're, surreptitiously including law of attraction with engineers. Now I've done strategic planning in a group of mix from engineers in the same room. It's a training more than anything, training social workers, engineers, and public um, agencies, right? The wow. I yeah. love the engineers because they had everything mapped out to the T, right? Yes. Yes. Um, but it was a little harder for them to step back and go on the kind of the conceptual without the details. So I'm curious mm -hmm. how, the impact was for you of doing that? Like, even though you weren't calling it that, what did you notice in them or did they notice in themselves? Mm, so good. Well, that's such a great question. And so what we notice, and <laughs> I, I mean, this is like the sneak attack. Okay, this is the LOA yeah. sneak attack. Yeah. Because we believe everything is energy. <laughs> and so, and most of our, so our organization was really about influence. It wasn't about power, even though we had, I had a very powerful position. Yeah. I couldn't come in and hit you with a club and say, yep. go do this. I mean, it was all about influence yep. and, and bringing people along. My role, my role Same for her. Yep, yep. And so, so we know everything's energy. So what we, and we would, we would drive in Seattle, we're in Seattle. And so we would, we would, it would be a two hour commute one way to get there and we'd be chatting. And so we would set an intention for the meeting. Mm -hmm. So I know that a lot of us set intentions every day, which we definitely believe in but we would set an intention for the meeting and and I and it would be so we're trying to move energy we are energy mm -hmm. so we've set an intention for the meeting particularly if it's contentious or there's something yeah. and then I would layer on top of that for being of service to the collective and so I would intentionally set an intention and then on top of that let me, my voice be of service. Let me stay. We would ground ourselves before. So what yep. does that mean? We'd make sure we're in our body. We'd make <laughs> sure that we're not, there's no, you know, you know how you get triggered. We're not going to get triggered in this meeting, little girl or whatever the trigger is, you know, I'm not enough. We're not going to do that. So we were very conscious of how we showed up. Now yeah. for me in the boardroom, I'm gonna, this may sound a little crazy, okay, but what I would do, particularly when I was new to uh, one of the more powerful positions, I would bring in an entourage of angels standing by my side around the boardroom. 
and I would have them watch over me and, and I would visualize them being there with me and supporting me as I'm on this journey. And I'm going to tell you every single time we would do this, we could feel energy changing. And so we changed and it's not manipulation yeah. no. we, because we were serving the highest good of the collective. It wasn't our personal highest good. Right. Right. It was the vibration of that room evolved with some extra help and intention setting and, and really focused goal setting that was like Holly said, in service to the collective. Mm -hmm. So did you notice other people starting to shift in their attitudes or their response to you when you, when you came with your intention and you came in with your entourage? And by the way, I don't think that's being sneaky at all. I mean, no. we all have that available to us, that whether we choose cool. to use it or not. Yeah, we do. So, and if yeah. it's, if it's not available, if it, if we weren't supposed to connect, we wouldn't be available. It wouldn't be. Right. Available. right. Yeah. No, I love that. We did see people change and move. And I'll give you a little story. When I first, when Gina first hired me, we had an executive that I had to work with. I, you know, I'm, I prided myself on being a chameleon back then. So there was no executive. I worked with every president of global companies and, and listen, we're like this. And this executive made me just want to pull my hair out. Okay. Mm -hmm. And he was extra detailed and I had all this built up resentment towards him. Yeah. Like, you know, every little thing, if there wasn't a period on a communication that went out by me or my staff, I would get a call from him. I mean, he was incessantly crazy. Okay. And that was my story. And that was my story. And <laughs> I think he was one of my best teachers because it took me a little while, not a huge while, but it took me a little while to go, this is my problem. He wants over communication. He's a perfectionist and I'm, he's, he's, he's. And I was like, wait a second, over, over, um, you know, uh, Achiever, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, uh, over communication is a judgment. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we are about the, the only diet we approve is the judgment free one. Mm -hmm. That's one of our principles. <laughs> right. And so I'm like, so that's not good. And I looked at all these triggers and it was all about me. It wasn't about him. And so what I did was I dropped all that, let it go, let go of all my judgments, mm -hmm. sent him love. I sent him love. We became like this. Mm -hmm. It changed the whole entire frequency. That's what people you don't. Really and it doesn't mean that his own, he was show. we all show up with our own stuff. His own stuff was like, I don't feel comfortable if, every, if everything isn't perfect. And I know he was having internal anxiety, which presented itself my direction. We became the best of partners yeah, until he him. left. And he was a great teacher for me because when something is triggering you, it's not about the other person. It's always about you. Isn't that a little humbling to when you learn that you're going, well, that could be my problem. <laughs> my husband, my husband just told one of his friends who was going on a rant and this person, that person, he goes, you know, my experience is if everybody else is an ass, it's probably your problem. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and so the guy was with his wife and his wife busted up laughing and she says, I think that's really insightful. <laughs> But it's true. It's like, we've got to drop that stuff. Cause it's not about, I mean, and when you learn to go, okay, it's super uncomfortable. Oh yeah. But there's an opportunity here. What is it? 
Absolutely. Well, Holly, you know, you know, Holly was just such a, is such a great teacher for me. And I'm hoping that, um, you know, the lesson plan is, you know, smaller day by day, <laughs> but the lesson plan in the back in the day for me was actually quite large. Mine too. She was Mine committed to seeing me evolve. We're on the journey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she bullied me on the journey with her, I think. <laughs> so when we were in the car on the way to Seattle, you know, those long drives, I mean, sometimes they felt like four hours because she was like, listen, Gina, that issue with that person is not about them. That is a you thing. I go, what do you mean? They're the one, he's the one doing it. And it's absolutely him thing. And she's, she's no, I, actually, no, it's not about him. You just need to let it go. Show up as yourself. Do your thing. Do it well. I'm going to guarantee you all this will stop. And sure enough, she was dead on right. Yeah. The issues I had with him were not his. They are mine. Yeah. And that, so, and he doesn't even, he's not even aware well. that you have issues with him or care. You yeah. Know, it's like, we're all in our own thing going on. We're going, well, if they've got a problem with me. They might want to mention it. Cause otherwise I'm not thinking about them. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly so, right. I know you guys are super passionate about conscious creation and living intentionally. So let's talk about that a bit if we would, cause I would like, I know you have ways for people to step towards joy you know, Holly, you talked about that being important. And um, I, when people talk about living in joy, I think some of the questions I hear come up or are asked are like, how do you do that? How do you even know what joy is? If you don't know yourself, that might be part of it, but you mentioned, but why aren't our dreams manifesting? Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So that is, <laughs> I love this question. This is the, you know, this is the big question. That's the headliner question in law of attraction, right? It is. And, and we'll go, we'll go yeah. broad and get a little more detailed, but so you're right. Knowing yourself is really important using tools um, for, for sure. That is a big part of it. The yeah. other part that I think, and this is like, you're a strategic consultant, you know, this, yes. okay. We do this in business, but we don't do it for ourselves. We need to make sure we know what our core values are. And so it's like, how do you find joy when you don't know what your core values are that will bring you joy? Mm -hmm. And so we always say, go through an exercise of get it down to five. Don't judge them again. Don't judge what they are and, you know, the essence of what they are. And then as you live life, you need to go back through and look and say, okay, well, is my job aligned with my core values? is going to the pool party tonight right. aligned with my do I want to do it? Or am I just saying, you know, I'll go. Right. Um, so some of that is just foundational before, because in order to manifest, there is a vibration frequency that you need to, to be in more often. It doesn't mean we stay in it. It doesn't mean it's right. false. We can't be upset, you know, but there is, there's neutrality and then there's happiness and joy. And one of the things that we really talk about, you talk about this too, Sarah, is that you start with gratitude. So every day, you know, we start with gratitude and then we add on creations. So we stack it. Because, because as you're having your gratitude, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I do them at night. I do it. Well, I do it in the morning. Um, and people set their intentions in the morning. I know you do that. You've said, and Gina, we yep, do that. Yep. But we also, 
sit there and go through at least five things. And then you can feel your energy level when you think about, oh, I'm so thankful for my dog and our walk today, mm -hmm. which you talked about. And I'm excited for the day. And thank God I'm doing this podcast, whatever it is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can feel that heighten and then bam, you hit it with some creations. And mm -hmm. so I always do five. And so those creations, for me, I mix long and short term so I can feel good about some of the short term. So I was, and I put funny things in there. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so for example, so mm -hmm. Gina and I, we, we went on a trip and we, um, I always put my intention for the trip. I always say my bags show up and, you know, travel, the, the basics. She's like a little vision board almost. Yeah. Just and what, what she wants. And how we want to feel. So yeah. part of it, I think, isn't. And our example is going to highlight this is, is that part of it is it's the feeling I want to have. And so, so, and that I want to experience with her. So we go on a trip to Florida. And she does not share this with no, me, No, I way. didn't share it. Okay. And so I put in Which there. Which is a flaw in the plan. It's I am not delighted. a flaw. <laughs> Gina, would you have liked to know what her plans for you were? I do, actually. I know. I know. But she looks all mischievous. I know. Scary, and I'm like... all excited. And I, I don't tell her that. I put a clown. We hate clowns. Clowns. Yeah, clowns. We say clowns are just, you know, they we say shame and guilt. It's another one of our principles. Shame and guilt is just clown shit. Nobody needs it. Nobody yep. wants it. Nobody wants to nope. see it. Okay. So we're against to go. Clowns. It just needs it to just go. Needs to go. Just right. like clowns just need to go. Go. I'm sorry. Clowns. You need yeah, to rebrand anyway. They need to rebrand themselves. They need to go yep. anyway. So I put in my manifestation, you know, the feelings we wanted to have. And I said, I want to see a clown. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to tell her because then I wanted to just sit back in the bar on the way home and revel in the clown. Because okay. at the end of the trip, that's when she usually pulls up and says, Let's see, let's how, see we how we did. Let's, let's see check how we did. Let's check them off. Let's check them off. So it was her, it was her intention, but let's see how we did on my own. Right. <laughs> right. Like I'm like I'm an well, active partner in this, I but mean, I have I, no idea what we're trying to do. Well, it does work though. I, I'm does. needy. I oh, force her to be with me. It does. And so as we're coming back, I was like, shit, where was the, oh, can I say that? I'm like, shoot, where's the clown? <laughs> it's fine with me. The clown. And so we I'm revealing the the list, and she's like, Holly, we did get a clown. So in my vision, it's a painted face. So again, with the universe, with God, whatever you think is, is delivering things to you, I felt I was going to get a clown with a face, the kind that we say, no, rebrand. Yes. And what we got was something that was different. She goes, we got our clown, Holly. Don't you remember X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, well, that didn't show up how I wanted it to. But it to, was very much a clown. But it was very much clown. Yeah. And so the universe is funny. Yeah. And you can play with it. And so you're but really haha, -ha, not funny like a clown. Yeah, right. funny haha. -ha. Exactly. And and it wants to stretch your belief yeah. and whatever you're asking for to be open to having it show up in a better way because it knows better than us. It knew we didn't, we don't even like clowns. Why would Why I want to manifest one? Yes, exactly. Okay, that's just silliness. The universe is like, you're silly. We're going to give you something else. And then I'm sitting there thinking, I didn't get it. So we got uh, an undercover clown. Undercover clown. <laughs> and so, so when we're walking towards our joy, you see we're having fun. So yeah. that's a that's an element of it. Like, you know, you have to play with the universe and mm -hmm. have fun. And I'm talking a lot, Gina. I'm gonna let you add well, and I think I think the story is perfect. Like, you know, the back to your question around, you know, what happens if what I'm asking for is it manifest? I think a lot of people miss the fact it was. 
because it doesn't come forward in the way that they had in mind, right? Um, Holly always says, I want a billboard. I want it. Want my my request to what what I'm manifesting to show up on a billboard, like with her name on it, right? Holly, this is yours. Yes, Yes. exactly. Like lights around it and dry ice and lasers. I mean, that's what she wants. (laughs) Uh, But but you know, oftentimes it's just a little breadcrumb that you could easily miss along the way. And if you're not just really being, um, I I think there's a level. But talking about our friendship, it's a level of trust in the universe that they're going. There is this give and take. And it will show up and when, and be uh, curious and aware enough to be looking for it because it will show up. Um, had I w- may not have thought about the, the individual that I was the undercover clown, um, had I known we were looking for one. But when she said it, and I go, why did you want that? She goes, oh, because they're funny and they're big and they're loud and they're funny and they're, I just thought that'd be fun. And I'm like, okay, well, you remember so-and-so on this trip, totally clown. I mean, 100% clown. So, you know, it was, it's just, you just could easily miss it along the way. And I think that's the part that, you know, um, has been so fascinating for me. I grew up in a a household that had a, a, you know, a great deal of metaphysical practices. My dad was really into, you know, feng shui and I ching and, you know, really unique for my vintage, his vintage and his background. And so, um, and then I kind of put that all on hold and Holly has brought it back to me in um, everyday life. And it's been fun to practice yep. because it really is, should be fun. It's just, it's, it's a different engagement in the, the creation of your life and it should be fun. Keep it Isn't light. Isn't it delightful when all delightful. of a sudden you go, whoa, oh. what was that? It's, it, it's and celebrating and being delighted is an important part of the huge. program. And when you can high five. And so we were like, so you're right. We did see yeah. And then, yeah. you know, you, know and then yeah. you walk into the airplane, everybody's joyous because you're joyous. Mm-hmm. It, it comes with you. Mm-hmm. I do want to address though, that there are some things in your life and, and you know, this by the tools, you know, this by how you feel like some people struggle with manifesting money, big things. Okay. So, you know, we have not addressed that. And I feel like the thing about that is, is sometimes that's your life journey. Oftentimes you can look in astrology and say, okay, well, that's a a point that you're going to have to move through in your life. And I really think that if there's something that you're trying to manifest that you're just hitting a wall on, you need to go deeper into your programming and your subconscious. You need to hire people such as yourself and mm-hmm. coaches or who, therapists, whoever your inner child, whatever you need to do, because I've heard people say, I can't manifest any money. And no, I had, I don't have lack thinking. And then I hear them talk and mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you know, and it's like, okay, well, they haven't shifted to see that yet. So yeah. having a trusted partner to help you, we are here to be together and to help one another and mm-hmm. connect. And before you think, oh, coaching is a luxury. Coaching is a necessity. It, is. it has been for me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, absolutely. for me too. And so, and even coaches need coaches. That's Absolutely. A, I was at this fundraiser and I was put betting on a coach, which I won by the way, because I had on my creation list that day, I want free gifts. And so I was donating to cancer and I got this coach and everybody's like, why would you want a coach? You're a coach. And I'm like, I need a coach. I need a coach too. So we all need people. So where you are maybe a little stuck or sticky in your life that you're not exactly getting to the joy or getting where you want 
you know, that's a time to sit back and say, let me get help. Yeah. And then little, and then set little goals and work with your partners on that. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's one of the great things that you have each other as well, right? So, because you're attuned to listening yeah. and what you're hearing. And it's so subtle sometimes the language that we use tells more than we think. For you know? sure. Though I really want this. And then you listen a little more, you're going, hmm, but you're telling me you want this. What you're saying is X, but what you're telling me you want is Y. So let's dig a little bit. You know, yeah. Or why do you want that? And, you know, to your point way earlier, um, sometimes it is about wanting to feel safe or feel um, appreciated and valued, right? And mm -hmm. those are unconscious motivators for us. Absolutely. So, and it's, it's okay. If we know our unconscious motivators, for me, I'm in the fear triad of the Enneagram. It's great for me to know if my initial reaction is to protect, I'm thinking, let's step back a minute and just see what's really happening here. Are you afraid to receive? What do you think? And what's real here? And what is just old garbage, someone else's story, you mm -hmm. know, but it takes awareness to do that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love that you said that, Sarah, because that, that tool that you use is able to uncover and it's not in a scary way it can uncover it and then there's awareness and then once there's awareness then you can go okay i'm being triggered am i in this fear-based spot yeah. and i think i think our lives start there so when you talk about like you know the secret or something in law of attraction where you you know wiggle your nose and think hard and get a bicycle you know yes. truly you can you particularly <laughs> if you can do that, that. bewitched yeah. <laughs> well, the nose part. I yeah, did yeah. that. Yeah. The nose. And I mean, they didn't do that, but they should have. Okay. Know, that would have, that would have, yeah, would have been they much more had interesting. Us on, where's Rhonda? She should have had us on there. Absolutely. You should have been there. That is awesome. I dig, I digress. Continue on. No, I was just going to say that, you know, you can have those things, but it's once you have your bicycle, are we in a state of joy? Are you in success? Are you, right. you know, so I, I feel like in our world, we dig deeper into having a whole authentic life um, that's filled with fun. Yes. Number one, yes. uh, fun, levity. This does not have to be hard or work. It should be fun. Should be fun. And, and then share it with people. And that's kind of what we're thinking. Yeah. Well, you know, one of the things that, you know, Holly has been talking for quite a while. I mean, you've been vision boarding for almost since I've known you. Mm -hmm. um, and, and your new year. Doesn't every board. CPA do that? Every financial <laughs> person? This is my point, right? Like, and like I walk into a financial <laughs> office and that's all. There's his vision board. No. <laughs> She didn't hang it at it's, work. It's graphs and pie charts. And yes, exactly. I, I kind of like those too, though. I know you do. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Jean. No, you're you no, you're great. Listen, we like it. We like it. This we interrupt each other. Uh -huh. So, but but we, I, you know, I do really feel like um, what I noticed on Holly's vision board, and it's continued to grow, and it's influenced me too. Is like she said, it's less about the thing. So whether it's the bike or the kind of how the exact picture of the house that's colors it is about how you want to feel mm -hmm. and and that i think is if you i have found if i just stay there in that spot then i'm less i'm less um committed to the exact way in which it's going to come you know the things that need to if come. you stay in the feeling state about Correct. what you Correct. what that represents to you gina yes and so then, how do you stay there how do i feel am i there did i 
you know, as, as you continue to manifest things, it's less about the exact thing and more about your ultimate outcome, which is how you feel and joy. Yeah. yeah. So that's an interesting thing because people will ask, um, well, this happened and it makes, it makes me feel this way. Right. So, which is a choice to feel a certain way, but how, you know, like when we're spinning, if you will, something happens and we immediately go into a, a knee jerk response. Um, do you, either of you have tips for how you can pull out and get back into a better feeling state? Yes. So, I mean, so when you're spinning, you're not in a higher vibrational yes. state. Yeah. And so you can't just go from spinning to I'm happy. Okay. Mm -hmm. So nobody can ask you to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so what we would say is, well, you could say what yeah. you want, Gina, yeah. but, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> but what I would say is, you know, take a time out and yeah. do something you love, walk in nature. I mean, you're going to hear that for me. Mm -hmm. um, just taking a break, a mindful break. We also believe in connecting with your heart, mm -hmm. connecting with your body and being okay. And, you know, that little by little, it can change that spinning state and reach out and help. I like, yeah. I'm a talker. Yeah. I mean, I like to I call somebody and, yeah. and, and get help that way. And, um, you know, I mean, I think it's natural for all of us to spin sometimes yeah, and sure. that's okay. And I think just yeah. recognizing, okay, I'm in a spin. What's the feeling I have? Okay. Let's, let's get through that feeling. Let's not block it. Let's at least feel the feeling and then move forward in, in, you know, trying to change that because what happens in, if you're spinning, you're just going to get more spinning and more spinning, and then it becomes a pattern or groove. And you, then you become a spinning person. I think mm -hmm. I always look back at the, yeah. the peanuts cartoon and, you know, pig pen, the pig pen, yeah. cloud that followed him. Well, you know, he clearly created that cloud and we all saw it follow him wherever he went. And then it becomes a part of him. You don't even think of pig pen without the cloud. Right. So I think it's just important just to recognize it and be okay. Everything is, is as it should be and just move forward. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, nobody wants to hear this and I mean, <laughs> but I really feel like the spinning is a gift mm -hmm. to really deal with something, go deeper, understand yourself in a way that um, allows you to evolve a little bit further. And I think anytime we get to a spot where there's a breakdown, you know, a spinning or real, real big life challenge, you know, it's, um, I, I think as hard as it is, I think as much as we can be really grateful for the opportunity because it's, uh, it really is a, a gift and it, then you just have to go to work. And, you know, I think, you know, like Holly said, getting really quiet. Why am I spending what, what's really bothering me about the situation that I need to own and understand and work through and, and, and do better with, um, and then absolutely having a friend or a group of people that you can counsel with to say, you know, here's where I'm at, here's what I need to, and really get a path forward as quick as possible is, you know, the, the quickest way to stop the spins. <laughs> Nobody likes the spins. <laughs> no, because you know you feel out of control when you're doing oh, that, you do. right? Yeah. And even if you're aware of it, you're going, this is not where I want to be right now. Mm -hmm. So, but it is helpful to have a group. I, I shared this on a different podcast, but I was working, someone was starting to get really nervous about what they were, they were going to go and have a, uh, be filmed sh a short, short, short. Um, 
and she's super competent gal, but she started getting like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. And I'm thinking, okay, we got to interrupt this. Right. And, but she's with a bunch of people she works with. And I said, Hey, what makes you laugh? Right. She goes, what? I says, come on, let's not worry about that. You're not even up for a while. What makes you laugh? Cat videos. And I said, cat videos, right? I said, what else? And like rapid fire, she couldn't think about it. And then she's busting up laughing and everybody in the room is going, oh, and yeah, and what about that? And what about that? And I said, how do you feel? She goes, about what? And I said, about being interviewed. She goes, well, I could get nervous again. And I says, don't do it. Think about cat videos, right? Cat videos. But, I mean, it's like, because it made her laugh, right? And it yeah, her you changed the frequency, yeah. her frequency in the most delicious way. Yeah. Well, so. it was everybody got a joy out of it, right? Because they could see her yeah. watching these cat videos. And they know her well enough to know that she's over the top for cats. Right? They go, yeah. That's <laughs> that is so true. Yeah, um, and it so changes cute. the elevation of the whole room. Mm-hmm. So it's, again, like how you show up. Um, effects impacts everybody else. Yeah, for sure. So I want to jump back to your podcast just because as podcast hosts, um, I like to learn from others. So what has been, well, first, what was your impetus for starting the podcast? (laughs) Well, I, oh God, she's going to complain about me because I, I hop in the car. Somebody had told us in New York City, we were chatting and they're like, you guys are funny. You guys should do a podcast. We were giving advice. And I mean, we have the photo of it. it we actually look like bossy podcaster. People. Yes. Well, uh, yeah. And we have never even listened to a podcast. No. So we're like, really? Okay. Well, that is, I don't even know what those are. So, you know, and then we noticed that we would drive with other people in the car, the commutes to the corporate gig mm-hmm. and, and people would be laughing and then we would ham it up even more. You know, we had an audience and and then one day I just got in the car and I had big eyes. I said, we need to do a podcast. And we had never even listened to a podcast. Now we're addicted. But, um, and I was like, we have things to say. We have, you know, things to say. Yeah. And, and I think, you know, the, when we, we, we had a captive, um, uh, really they were prisoners in the car with us, <laughs> you know, uh, we would like pull them into like the, what are you going to do today? Like, what's the goal for today? Yeah. Like, we would pull them into some of the kinds of conversations we would have by ourselves and we just people would light up and they loved it and then we'd talk on the way home just like we would do and I think we saw that there was a real curiosity and interest and people had a great a ton of fun and they would always say you guys are so funny together I mean who would have thought the HR gal and the CFO were funny no and we just had a really good time talking about jokes universal jokes Exactly. So it was really fun. I mean, I, uh, I think that was a big part of the impetus of the podcast too, was we have things to say, uh, this is good for our personal development and growth. We both really have been yearning for something far more creative and far more in alignment with who we are at our core than the corporate work we do. And we pull it in as much as we can, but there is a, there's a gap there. Mm -hmm. And so that was a big part of it. And I think too, just really creating uh, a conversation or a place for people to come and really partake in that playfulness and learning some practices and doing it in a fun, light uh, way that if they don't have a relationship like we have or friendships like we have, that they can seek that out and find it with our podcast. So that was really the the goal. Yeah, we wanted to be of service mm-hmm. with something that is basically free. Anybody, mm-hmm. can you imagine? I mean, that's the thing about podcasting. Yeah. It's like I remember a day that you'd have to pay for everything and, you know, it's so so much is free. So we were like, well, we'd like to be of service 
and have it free and we fund it ourselves and you know we we were like we don't care if we change one life we've done a good job and so it was really yeah. out of service for people yeah. that are looking for um, that are curious about life and maybe not very woo woo, or maybe they don't even, honestly, most people don't know what LOA is law of attraction. They're like, Loa. Okay. And we're like, yes. <laughs> you know. And so, so um, it's people that just are curious that, you know, our students and want a better way. And we thought we could be of service and make it fun and light and be part of a community for folks. Mm -hmm. So, and, and then of course we started having amazing guests and, you know, we started learning in the beginning, it was just her and I, and, you know, for a long time, a year and a half, Four just people. her and I, Yeah. and now we haven't been able to squeeze in a solo episode. Mm -hmm. I see that you're still doing that, Sarah, which I think is important, by the I, way, is. I love that. And yeah. we're going to go back to doing that as we look at our, uh, our catalog. And so anyway, it's just been a beautiful journey, mm -hmm. meet amazing people like you and really. we're moved and hopefully our audience is moved too. Yeah. Well, I love the concept and I like your approach to your podcast and the heart that you bring to it. Right. Thank oh, you. Thank you. Um, so as we wrap this up, because I realize how long we've been talking and thinking, and I could continue on thinking, okay, that's just not fair. <laughs> fair to you. Anytime you want us back, you just let us know, Sarah. And Perfect. We, well, I think we'll fair. set it up as a party and invite some other folks. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So, but let me ask, you've got folks that I know when you, um, shared information with us you have something that if folks subscribe to you that you have a gift for them can you yeah. talk about that and then we'll make sure to have all that in the show notes for you yes listen <laughs> i mean holly is the brains of the operation and so this was her concept it was i think it's fantastic it's brilliant go for it holly. well what we put together is what we call a badassery toolkit and so what it is and it's based on astrology and so i do know astrology and we did a by sign and we were letting everybody have it so you can share it with your friends and family and kids. And um, you can look up all the signs. You get your alias. Everybody should have an alias. Beyonce has I mean, one. Cool. You know, like, yeah. why can't we? Okay. If she can be Sasha Fierce, we should have We one. should have something. Okay, so I'm we just... You. Yeah. We just invite you. You can change it, but we invite that. And then what we really do in a, based in astrology is what are your superpowers? What could be your kryptonite? What is the thing that you just need to own? And um, every sign has that on there. Okay, so here's the deal I'll make with you. I'm going to do that. I'm going to make sure I get that and take that. But then I'd be interested offline of having, have you guys done your Enneagrams? Do you know what you are? Yes, I do. What yes. are you? So I, and I did it in 2017. So in a, it, it should stay the same. Your core okay, number so won't change. I, yeah, I thought so too, my yeah. problem is this is where my head is. I'm a seven, but I'm also an eight and a three within one number of each other. So seven is top 23 points. And then it's well, eight your wing. So that makes perfect sense that you eight. would be so tied in there. And then three is like a few points behind that. So yeah. they're really tight. It's a tight. And what about and I, you, Gina? Yeah, I did mine the same time. And I, I don't remember the third one, but um, uh, two was number one, but my seven was one point or two points behind it. I think it was one point. And I read later that if you are a two, uh, and it didn't resonate, the two didn't resonate with me like as my core. Primary core. Right. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, there are elements of it, but just in general, it didn't really resonate. So it, I read that because, um, 
the two is I think the caregiver, something more, more like that, that females, if you're a female and your second number is two, less than two from the two that you're probably is go with your second number because the female typically will yeah. socially present in that way. Um, and answer in that way. So anyway, so I, I, I believe the seven definitely resonates for me. So I'm a seven. Well, and you talked about fear being a motivator for yeah. you, right? Conscious or unconscious, which fits for a seven. Yep. And the sure. way to get out of that is to have some fun and do something distracting. Listen, <laughs> that's what that I'm distracting. You're distracting. I know. I, I had a I'm a public during, service announcement for you. <laughs> a PSA during you know my funner years uh, back, funner. back back many years ago. They're coming back uh, to your point, Sarah. But Holly used to call me down the hatch, Hannenberg. Yeah. So you know. I can do some fun when you let me loose. Okay, that's so a whole other story I want to hear. It is. Okay, oh, yeah. so Sarah, what's your astrological yeah, so, uh, I'm a Scorpio. Oh, oh, yeah, I love that. Okay, love yes. It. I like it too, once I knew a little bit more. I mean, I don't know a lot, but I know enough that people go, I'm kind of scared of you. I'm thinking, okay. No, actually, you're the deepest mm -hmm. feeler, the deepest thinker. I mean, that you'll walk in a room, you can feel the energy, you're highly intuitive and... Um, it's yeah. probably, it could be something that, you know, you shied away from early in life, but that you embrace now, but I would be interested in your moon and your rising sign too, because your rising is where your soul's going. You, and so you should, if you haven't looked into that yet, know that you got to know the time of your birth. So the exact, exact time. time, because it changes within five minutes and location. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, I know the location. Um, yeah. I'll have to look at my birth certificate to see it's the time. I know the day of the week, but I do Right. I'll bet you probably it's an air sign, which is like Aquarius, um, Libra, and you know, it's one of Gemini. these Gemini. Mm -hmm. Sorry, we're you were Gemini's and I'm Gemini. forgetting yeah. Gemini. Um, because you're um, the way you present yourself and talk and your your mind, your commitment to communication yeah. and, and talking. And so that's usually an air sign. So it'd be interesting next time we do an astrology reading on you. Yeah. I would love to do astrology because I think people poo poo it. And I, it's, I've had some readings that have been super powerful in my life, you know, and so I would love to do that, ladies. So let's okay. just plan another one, but it'll be all around astrology. That sounds perfect. Perfect. All right. I'll work it out with you on the back end. Okay. With okay. that, I want to thank you both so much for being on the podcast. Also for bringing so much joy into the world daily. Um, and I just had a blast. So I hope you guys enjoy the rest wow. of your days. Thank so you wonderful. so much. Thank you for having us. It was an honor to be here with you today. Truly. And we loved meeting you. We love yeah. your podcast. Yes. And thank you so much. Brilliant uh, host. Thank you. Thank you. It was great. You've been listening to the No Labels, No Limits podcast with best-selling author, change agent, and strategic vision coach, Sarah Box. You can grab the show notes and find out how to work with Sarah at sarahbox.com forward slash no labels, no limits podcast. We'd love this podcast to reach as many people as possible. So please remember to rate, leave a five-star review and share the podcast with someone you think would get value from this conversation. Until next time, keep taking those daily action steps to align your purpose to your principles and achieve your goals in business and life.